everyone and welcome to the House of Bellator, a brand new podcast. I am your host, hostess, no, host, Tatiana Bellator. I am very much looking forward to this new project. Many of you may know me from my Instagram, YouTube or TikTok. I mainly post content including recipes, home projects, DIY, fashion, delivered in a comedic way through my many alter egos. Recently, I've become somewhat addicted to podcasts as they are such a brilliant way for one as a spectator to keep busy and entertained whilst performing commonly mundane yet productive tasks. You may be doing laundry, making lunch, driving to work right now and I am happy to make your acquaintance in this moment. Anyway, that's enough of an intro for today. I'm sure you've read the title and know that today's topic will be all about Instagram and the rapid changes the platform has been undergoing recently. Whether you're a content creator, a business owner or just a spectator, a fly on the wall, I'm sure you're very well aware of everything that's going on with Instagram, particularly with the platform announcing many months ago that it will be prioritizing video over photos. Many, many Instagram users and creators don't seem to be quite fond of these changes. Hence, this new movement and petition started by photographer Illumitati. Illumitati. Her name is Tatiana like me, but she goes by Tati. And her statement says, quote unquote, make Instagram, Instagram again. Stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. Sincerely, everyone. For months, I've been thinking about this topic a lot as social media is my job and this post definitely caught my attention as so many people are sharing it. Okay, before I begin said analysis, I just want to say that even though I sound very calm and collected, I th- this podcast will most likely trigger a lot of people since I am going to be really candid with you all. As I scroll through the comment section of said post by Illumitati, and I truly do not mean to offend anyone, And my point of view is specifically towards content creators and influencers. Some of them just sound really, really entitled. What do I mean by this? Influencers keep repeating things like, nobody is seeing my post. I'm tired of seeing a bunch of random accounts I don't follow. Give us back chronological feed. You do realize how those statements contradict each other, don't you? Feel free to pause this and give that a thought. Okay, great. I hear you. Just explain to me how said algorithm works so that I can understand. You truly think you're so special that others must see your content, engage, like, share it, but you're not willing to do the same with others. Now tell me if this is not being entitled. Moving towards the bit that says, I just want to see pictures of my friends. Really? If that truly was what everybody wanted, we would have all just remained on Facebook and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. If you truly want to connect with your friends and know what they're up to, then look them up yourselves. Contact them. Ask them what they're doing, what's going on in their lives. Don't rely on an algorithm to do this for you. Have we really become this antisocial? The reason why we want our friends to see our pictures and we want to see theirs is purely out of jealousy. You either just want your friends to be jealous of the fact that you're out partying and looking cute or that you're in Santorini or a pic of the new bag that you got. And yes, I'm embarrassed to admit that I'm not that different. A lot of the time I feel tempted to stalk people I know and people I went to high school with, not because I care about them or what they're doing, it's because I'm nosy. 
I'm not interested in their lives. It either makes me feel bad because they're doing better, or it feeds my ego to know that I'm doing better, that I look better. I feel embarrassed now that I've said it out loud and I now realize more than ever how toxic that is. And all this time that you spend consuming this useless content that makes you feel like shit is just not worth it. And we just don't want that anymore, which is why so many of us have shifted to TikTok because it's just, we don't have to see our annoying friends in their annoying weddings and holidays and being so happy and with their new jobs and with their babies. We don't want that at the end of our shitty day we just want someone who can validate us who can make us feel good not just someone showing me how gorgeous they look in a bikini and how many kelly and birkin bags they've got to make me feel bad if you're really friends with someone then you update each other you send each other photos and you keep in touch i even bet you send your friend group a bunch of photos before you post them on instagram and have a little debate over which one you should post to make other people jealous to make people you don't care about jealous I look back at my Instagram behavior in 2016 and it was straight up toxic. Yes, I did get to see lots of pretty pictures from creators that I love and I am a very visual person. So I felt truly inspired, but it was definitely a source of anxiety for me. And what's worse is that I didn't even know it until it all changed recently. Moving forward, this new algorithm that Instagram is trying to manufacture helps you find things that you're interested in that truly make you smile and things that you relate to. And yes, this does sound a lot like TikTok. And I will be discussing later in the podcast why I don't think this is a bad thing. Wouldn't you rather be fed content that nurtures you and your mind, that makes you learn, that makes you grow, that makes you become inspired, that shows you a new life hack that could change your life? Why would you want to see all of these pictures of people you don't care about that just make you feel bad? I think people on Instagram just need to be a bit more open to this. You know, they just see someone they don't know, it's moving, it's a video and they don't want to watch it. No, this isn't TikTok. If I wanted video, I would be on TikTok. Video is just a much better way to get to know people and you truly just have to give it a chance. I hear people complain about getting ads. I mean, yes, what did you expect? Instagram is a business and it needs to make money somehow. Lots of people complain that every four posts is an ad. Well, look at it this way. Instagram provides us with entertainment, exposure, and we don't pay them a dime. I wouldn't see anything wrong in them wanting us to eventually pay for some form of subscription like we do with Spotify and YouTube. We need to understand that Instagram or any other platform doesn't owe us anything. At the end of the day, nobody is forcing you to stay on the app. Nobody is forcing you to follow anyone. And all of us complaining like we are is just really entitled. Instagram as a business must stick to what sells. Honestly, again, I'm sorry if this is blunt, but... The ones who seem to be leading and joining this make Instagram, Instagram again movement so very fiercely are those who feel threatened, intimidated. 
Those who fear becoming obsolete and irrelevant in the future and those who refuse to change. It looks like some people are being caught for having no skill or charisma, so they're worried. You must understand that we're transitioning into a new digital era where one's ability to evolve and adapt will determine who makes it and who doesn't. It's the theory of evolution. Think about it. In the early 2000s, blockbusters hated the rise of Netflix. In the 60s, traditional restaurants hated McDonald's. At the end of the 19th century, horse breeders hated Henry Ford for inventing the car. I can just imagine people back then saying things like, And what are we to do now? Learn how to drive? To operate said heavy machinery? What am I to do with all of my beloved horses? I'm quite fond of my horses. Make transportation transportation again, won't you? Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? And I don't know what that accent was. I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. It sounds like one of my alter egos, Olivia, but not quite. Anyway, in addition to this, I found something which was quite interesting that was that that when Henry Ford himself was interviewed, he said that if he would have asked the people what they wanted, they would have asked for a faster horse, which I totally agree with. I think that's what makes an innovator completely different from just a businessman. I think about this a lot when I see a new statement by Instagram boss Adam Mosseri. Moseri, and people tell him, oh, just listen to your users. Do you see where I'm going? Um, I'm not saying that consumer feedback is not important. It most definitely is, absolutely. But sometimes it's the creator's job to innovate and find that gap in the market. And maybe this gap could be something that TikTok is not catering to, but we just don't know it until they try I wonder what people would have said if Steve Jobs would have asked them what they wanted. Uh, a better phone? I mean, essentially, but here's a little story time for you. I remember having a Blackberry and if you don't know, if you're too young, it was the type of phone that we would use around 2010, 2008, maybe up until maybe 2012. And I was giving... I was given one of those iPod Touch that I can't even remember exactly what it was called. It was a lot like an early day iPhone just without the phone, the calling feature, but it had everything else. Anyway, I got it. I tried to use it. It was so confusing to me. I didn't want to use it anymore and it remained in my vanity for at least four months, just abandoned. I did not like Apple products and just wanted a Blackberry. I I was happy with my Blackberry and my laptop from back then. But then I gave it a chance. I I don't know what that moment was like, you know, what made me give it a chance, but... I realized how awesome it was and today I think I have at least five Apple devices and Apple can just pretty much take my money when it comes to a new iPhone or Mac upgrade. And the reason I'm telling you this is that you always have to remember that this example goes for everything in life. You can't just decide you don't like something until you haven't given it a proper chance. I mean like an actual proper chance, not just take a look at it and decide that you don't like it. That also goes for foods, for instance. Um, I bet there's plenty of foods that you didn't like as a kid that you didn't even try and now you absolutely love. For me that was avocados and passion fruit. I adore both those things today. 
And this also made me think of a saying that we have in Spanish. So I'm a native Spanish speaker from Ecuador. And the saying goes, En la vida nunca digas de esa agua no beberé which translates to, in life, never say you, you'll never drink from that water. So you'll never drink from that water. I know it's not that profound in English, but it's so common in Spanish. And it's true. And I've been proven wrong so many times in my life when I say I'm not going to do something, when I say I'm not going to try something, that I'm not going to like something, and then I give it a try and it's, and I'm pleasantly surprised. I think that Instagram has a lot of potential in terms of video without having to be a copy of TikTok. I know that a lot of people say, oh, but reels are just basically recycled TikToks, which yes, can absolutely be true. But I know so many fantastic creators who create primarily for Instagram and they've done so, so well. And there's a reason for that. And at the same time, I'm mostly a TikTok creator, but a lot of the times when I'm creating a video, I might say, you know, this is better for Instagram and this is for my Instagram audience, but I, I'm posting it on TikTok anyway, because, you know, I want more people to see it in general. And for Instagram to have this new algorithm is just so new. So of course people are posting TikToks because it's the best form of short video that we have. It makes perfect sense. A reel as a reel, I don't think it's going to quite develop an identity just yet. It's just way too soon. TikTok's had, what, four years to be considered a TikTok and what we consider TikTok content. But we, we need more time to get to what a reel is. So in the meantime, we're just exploring with reels, which is fine. Just because both offer video content does not mean the dynamic is or has to be the same. Think of TikTok versus YouTube. It's not the same and you go on each platform for different reasons. I feel that Instagram could potentially do quite well with video content that is more peaceful, more aesthetic, romantic maybe, because I feel that that sort of content on TikTok is not as popular and I don't tend to like to see much of it on there. If I'm going on TikTok, I want to laugh. I want something super goofy. I don't want something ethereal and super peaceful. I think Instagram is a lot more the place for that. All of these types of videos are good and I think that both apps can coexist and develop their own identity, not just have to be a copy of each other. Instagram just needs a bit more time to get there. Instagram is in the process of finding itself just like any individual would. I myself also had to go through lots of trial and error in order to find out what sort of content people liked seeing from me. And that was a journey, an epiphany even, that I had to go on myself based on the results I was I was looking for and what my goals were. I would have never decided what content I had to produce exclusively by asking my audience. I had to go beyond. Why would Instagram be any different? We're all the same. None of us know what we're doing. Just remember how Instagram copied stories from Snapchat and everyone was so angry about it and didn't even know what to what type of content to post on there. I myself was one of those people. I didn't I, I never really liked Snapchat, so I didn't like that Instagram now had this Snapchat feature that I was supposed to use. And nowadays nobody even thinks about that anymore. It's just sort of a given. It's part of Instagram having stories. 
I think in the present, it's Instagram's strongest platform that not even TikTok can compete with. They introduced stories probably like six months ago, and I don't see people using them in the way that they use Instagram stories, which I I think it's great. I think had I asked people what they wanted me to post, they would have just said, oh, keep posting pretty pigs. We love them. Nobody was ever going to tell me, hey, create a French alter ego or post magic tricks. Um, No, I don't do magic tricks, but um, they're not going to ask me to do it if they've never seen me do it and they don't know I'm capable of that sort of thing until they see me do it. Speaking of magic, this also made me think of JK Rowling. She was rejected by countless amounts of publishers who thought her idea for Harry Potter was strange and unorthodox. Wizards? You know, wizards for children? I think she was rejected by 10 or 15 publishers and people didn't quite like Harry Potter at the beginning until they did. And now JK Rowling is I think the richest author in history. If JK Rowling would have asked people what they want, they would have said, Oh darling, write a romance novel or a murder mystery. I love those. Yep, that's totally what people sounded like in the in the 90s, definitely. <laughs> and this particular message I am directing at creators and influencers, you can't just expect your audience to tell you what they want. You have to go out and innovate. It's you who has to think based on what you want and your skills. I mean, nobody knows you better than you. So it's you who has to find new ways to captivate your audience based on what you can do and what you can offer. Don't you think it's a bit lazy that you just expect people to tell you exactly what to do and you're not creating? I mean, it's a bit sad, isn't it, that, you, that you'd have to rely on that? We all know that times change and it's ridiculous to expect things to remain the same as much as we would want them to. Adapt or get left behind. It's that simple. In this case, I find that the reasoning behind such drastic changes on Instagram and social media in general is that these platforms have become so very saturated and so many more people now, especially after the pandemic, are looking to make a living from this. So naturally, we need more ways to make the platform unique and filter out who is an actual content creator and who isn't who's really worth our time and attention and who isn't. Many people don't like and don't want to accept the fact that today, in order to be someone and be taken seriously as a creator on social media, you must work a lot harder and strive to be unique. Taking photos, adding a filter and posting it is just not going to cut it anymore. Of course, in 2015, there were so many less influencers than there are now. So everything seemed new and eye-catching, so it was easy to stand out and gain a following. Do people seriously expect to be doing exactly what they did five, six, seven years ago and see those exact same results in 2022? We're also not thinking about how these changes have given so many creators the opportunity they would have never had before. If you wanted to be an actor, a singer, a musician, you had to rely on a firm, on a studio or some form of production or publication to take a chance on you. Now you've got all the tools at your fingertips to make it on your own. To me, that's just revolutionary. And I'm very much excited that more and more platforms are giving us the chance to 
make a living out of this and just be creative. Both as a creator and as a user, think of each one of these platforms as your own little TV show where you can do and showcase whatever you want under your own terms. And within your little TV show, aim to have people who actually like what you post see it. And not just your high school peers and bullies and some people that you randomly met on a holiday or colleagues to be forced to watch your bland content. I mean, is that what we really, really want? Look, if the content is good, then the algorithm will show it. And if it's not, then it won't. Of course, there's some slight variations, you know, you could try at different times, but if it still doesn't work, then you know that you just have to try something else. It's just not it, it's not what people want to see, and you have to create something else, something better. Even if you do not strive to be an influencer or make a living out of this, let Instagram and TikTok and social media be your creative outlet where you connect with people who love all the same things you do, not just random people from your hometown that you just happen to follow for some reason that don't care about you and you don't care about. Now, in terms of people who are content creators making a living from Instagram, I hear statements such as, oh, I've worked hard for years to build uh, the community I have and now I'm expected to change. Well, that's the thing. You had your time, you built your community and it's not like that's going to disappear overnight. Don't you think you owe your loyal community a bit of effort to step out of your comfort zone and try new things? Because if you can't manage to do that, then your audience will engage with other creators who can deliver new, fresh and original content and they will become less and less interested in yours. So if your audience is still just watching your same old content, you'd essentially be depriving them from new and original content that they can find. There's so much of it and it's fantastic. It deserves to be seen rather than just all stale content. For this reason, I think it's fantastic that Adam Mosseri stated that the app will be favoring smaller creators. So it won't just be all about celebrities and big influencers anymore. Everybody gets a chance if they, if they get creative enough. And why do you think this would bother people like Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner, who are big celebrities who demand to be shown to the masses over smaller and far more creative and skilled people? So they're also being super entitled, but I don't think that would come as a surprise. I know a lot of people may find all of this difficult to hear, And I say this because I've been in the exact same position before. I started my Instagram journey as a creator five years ago and was so happy and excited by the chance it gave me to express and showcase what I love. I'd been a huge fan of photography for years, did it in school, invested in classes for both photography and styling to create visuals such as food styling and creating perfectly curated flat lays at that time was such a passion and it still is definitely and all my time and energy for those four years went towards Instagram, blog post, on my website and Pinterest. I was very happy with this Instagram. I was doing great. I grew a following. I made plenty of friends with similar interests. I will admit that I miss the times when social media was simpler. 
I do miss the old Instagram. I'd be lying if I said I didn't, but that doesn't mean I want it back. There's plenty of things that I miss and feel nostalgic for in life, but I wouldn't want to return to. Life goes on, everything in life is temporary. If things are going great, then enjoy it. And if they're not going great, then don't worry, that won't last forever either. Now, as I look back, I realize that Instagram back then was just not creatively challenging enough for me. And I was just delivering the same content over and over, like I mentioned, just with slight variations. I mean, how many still photos of me in a cute outfit in London or in Paris do you want to see? How many photos of my handbags and the shots that I took of lunch in Positano or some other random sunset that I saw? How many of that do you want to see? I mean, there's a point when that just becomes tiring and we crave so much more. Video allows for people to love you and see so many things about you that a photo could never show. If a picture is worth a thousand words, just imagine how much of a video is worth. That's why so many more brands crave video content and that's what they want from creators. You can raise so much more awareness, tell a story through a video that you could never really do in a photo. Actually, I'm reading that 94% of marketers say that using video content has helped increase user understanding of a product or service. So think about that if you're a content creator, definitely offer videos in your packaging. It's what brands want and ultimately what users want as well. And please don't get me wrong, of course, styling a nice outfit, framing a photo beautifully, curating an aesthetic flat lay is a skill that should never be undervalued or dismissed. But trust me, there's just so much more to life than that. Think of these changes as an incentive to think outside the box and find new ways to captivate your audience. Find what makes you, you. After all, you are called a creative for a reason. Back to my experience and transition. When the world started changing in 2020 and I was stuck at home without being able to share photos of said travel destinations, outfits, restaurants, and the world was heavily transitioning into video during this period. And simultaneously, there was an astronomical rise in the number of people joining TikTok. I felt frustrated because I was posting what I was posting on Instagram wasn't generating the engagement that I used to have. I was also one of those people who did not want to join TikTok. I had no idea what sort of content I would be creating on there. I kept saying that the app wasn't for me. As a spectator, I didn't even really get the app. You know, I just thought it was a childish dancing app like many and I wanted things to remain the same and I even thought that TikTok was beneath me. I just wasn't giving it a chance and now that I think about it it was a completely emotional response as Instagram was my baby and I had poured my heart and soul into it for the past four years. And yes, it's easy to blame the platform, it's easy to blame the algorithm, but soon I realized it was me who had to change with the times and adapt. Now, I consider myself a video creator and two years ago, I didn't even know how to turn on the video setting on my camera. 
I was extremely shy and could not m bring myself to speaking to the camera. People don't even believe me when I say that because when they meet me, I seem so confident. And guess what? This would have never happened if social media wouldn't have transitioned into video. Look where we are today. I am recording this podcast. It's nothing but my voice and you can't see me. I used to rely entirely on visuals, but now it's just my voice and my thoughts. How fascinating is that? For the first few months, I did not utter a word on TikTok and Reels. I would just play voiceovers and music and I probably only got about 100 views on each video, which was embarrassing as a creator. I decided to talk about different random things at first as I knew that was what I had to do and it was my first video that went viral was a recipe of me making the famous soup from Ratatouille and yes I was talking I was explaining how I was making the video which would have never been the case and trust me when I tell you I had to take a massive jump out of my comfort zone which gave me tremendous anxiety. I felt completely lost. I cannot even explain it. And what's funny is that I went from a person who was scared and shy to talk to the camera and now I have so many different alter egos with different accents and different costumes and now I feel completely comfortable doing that. I have a lot to say about this transition and what made it so difficult for me, which is why my next podcast will be on this very subject next week. So stay tuned for episode two, as I hope it can help you navigate this crazy and unpredictable digital world. I think that's children screaming outside. Oh my God. Can you hear that? You should. It was quite loud. <laughs> okay, moving on. Back to my observations regarding what users have been reporting in terms of changes on Instagram. I think this could help you potentially if you're a creator see things a bit more objectively when you interact with your audience. I've seen a lot of influencers and creators ask their followers, they do polls and questionnaires on their stories or regular posts or anything saying, do you prefer photo or video? Let me just say that even if it seems completely logical to ask your audience what they prefer, I don't think it's the most objective way to draw a conclusion from what I've seen and why is that? Most of the time said creator has clearly expressed their dislike for reels and video content, so what do you think their audience and friends are going to tell them? They're of course going to tell them, I love photos, I prefer photos, I love your photos, I'll keep supporting you, I love your content. And of course, they've only ever consumed photo content from you, so, so they don't really have grounds to be entirely objective. And maybe you're just being really lazy with creating your videos and people don't like them and they just prefer your photos. It's not a reason for you to complain and take it out on Instagram. And your audience will most likely just tell you what you want to hear. They won't tell you the truth. Think of it as when one of your friends is ranting to you about a fight that they had with their boyfriend or with their boss. 
and as their friends, you might just be inclined to tell her what she wants to hear rather than just be true, true and objective with her and what you make out of the situation. She doesn't really want your opinion. She just wants you to listen and side with her, which in a way is like what I'm seeing on Instagram. And you'll mostly just pay attention to the comments that are in your favor and tell you what you want to hear. This is an example of selection bias, whereby one tends to recall and select only data that confirms their existing belief. I came across this data on Influencer Marketing Hub and Statista, and I was completely shocked. They said that the changes Instagram has undergone are actually helping it rival TikTok as 61% of TikTok users in the Gen Z age group plan to use Instagram instead. And this is not based on stats from the app, it's based on actual surveys. And kudos to Instagram for that, as after all, Instagram has a lot more helpful resources and features that benefit consumers, users. As on Instagram, you can directly link a product on stories. You have a different button on your profile where you can add location, email, phone number, what type of content you create. You have the option of people being able to shop directly on Instagram and this has only just become a thing on TikTok and the products on there are not that good. It's just a bunch of cheap stuff mostly. From what I've seen, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's definitely much, much better for e-commerce on Instagram. There's still so much that Instagram is doing amazingly and perhaps not getting proper credit for. To me, a lot of these petitions and complaints against Instagram are a way of catharsis from those who don't know how to process it. I mean, they are bringing people together in their frustration and making them feel validated, which, trust me, I understand completely, we're human and this is a perfectly natural emotion. From a user perspective, I think that one of the main problems with Instagram is not the fact that it's pushing video, but the fact that it hasn't yet developed an algorithm that is individualized and that really shows you what you want. And it has to be something you want without you knowing that you want it. That's the beauty of what TikTok has done. Right now, I agree it's a disaster on Instagram. Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. Instagram is copying TikTok. Yes, I agree. And what's wrong with that? TikTok is the number one social media app for a reason and there's nothing wrong with Instagram wanting to learn from its competitor's success. Think about it applied in different fields. If you like painting, then you might copy the techniques of artists such as Van Gogh and Da Vinci. If you like cooking, you might copy Julia Child or Gordon Ramsay. If you like tennis, you might copy Nadal or Serena Williams because you strive to be as good and successful as them. And people don't tell you, oh, we don't want another Serena Williams. Copying is the thing you'll see the most in retail. McDonald's was revolutionary in its time and soon other chains started emerging and copying McDonald's such as Burger King and now we have places like In-N-Out, Five Guys, Shake Shack. The premise of all these companies is the same but that doesn't mean they can't coexist. It also doesn't mean that if you enjoy Shake Shack you can't enjoy McDonald's. A bunch of fast fashion brands copy Zara and we're not saying anything about it. 
I know I discussed a bit about my thoughts on the old Instagram and how it was toxic towards the beginning of the podcast, but now I've taken a little break to sort of scroll through my feed from two years ago um, before I made my transition into video and... What I can see from when I was almost exclusively an Instagram fashion influencer and my job was to mostly wear clothes and link them under something called an affiliate link where you gain a small commission for each sale that you generate. What I see in myself from back then was a girl who was thinner and felt she had to remain as thin as possible because she was basically a clothing mannequin. I was nearly platinum blonde and I would wear so much more makeup and eyeliner. I always felt I had to be wearing something spectacular every week. I felt I just had to have a new expensive bag constantly or a pair of shoes to show off. I had to be going on holiday every few weeks just so people would remain interested in me. For a long time, I associated Instagram with feeling rubbish about myself. I felt it was a platform that only valued perfection and all things curated, which naturally leads to comparison. And what's worse is that I just accepted this feeling as something normal. And now for the first time in years, Instagram is starting to feel different. I see a lot more than just curated, perfectly curated and heavily photoshopped feeds. I can see a lot more value from brands and people. Again, think about why big celebrities like Kim Kardashian are so against Instagram evolving. These celebrities, they thrive on low self-esteem, which Instagram is perfect for, so why would they want it to change? It's what made them billionaires. It's why we buy Skims and Kylie Cosmetics. For me, when I started to try new things, it was very much empowering that people valued me a lot more for what I would say, for what I could do and create, rather than just sitting there being pretty. I mean, Didn't we leave this notion for women back in the 1950s? People now don't know and they don't care how many Chanel bags I have, whether I live in a flat or in a mansion. They don't care if I travel to luxurious or exotic places. They just want me for me. And yes, of course they appreciate it when I post that sort of thing, but it's not the core reason why they're following me. Okay, I know that a lot of these concerns have not been coming only from influencers, but also small business owners, particularly people like artisans who use Instagram as a fundamental medium to sell their craft. I've heard arguments such as, are we supposed to be video editors now? Video creation takes so much time. Well... I don't think this is necessarily the case. We are lucky that now we have so many tools to make video filming and editing so very easy. You can even film and edit it all from beginning to end on Instagram. You don't need any sort of expensive equipment. A phone with a camera is more than enough. Something that I've learned when it comes to marketing is that people don't want to buy a product. They want to buy a story. Create short and simple videos, even as short as 10 seconds, telling the story of your business. How did you start? What inspires you? Meet the team, if there's more than one person involved, of course. 
if you make art, if you make cakes, if you make jewelry, you could just go ahead and film the behind the scenes and you don't even have to worry about how you look or about cleaning your area. You don't even need to show your face if you don't want to, but I do recommend that you use your voice, both figuratively and literally. Share stories. That's what social media is for. You'd be surprised by how many people can relate to what you've experienced. It can be a story that happened at your business, an experience that you had with a client. People love giving their opinion and feeling validated. I recently posted a reel on my comedy page. It got over 2 million views and it was about me, about people not believing me, about being Latin American because I look white and blonde. And so many people have had similar experiences and I was shocked by so many things that I've heard. And I did identify with a lot of the experiences that people would share. And it was a very nice thing. I had the best time scrolling through the comments and just interacting with people in that way rather than them just telling me how pretty I look in an outfit. I mean by all means if you think I look pretty in an outfit tell me. I mean I I need an ego boost as much as the next man but I just kind of want a bit more than just that and video content has truly been that for me if that makes sense. I'm sure it does at this point. <laughs> Why not take a look at what you post on stories? I think that the reason why they're so successful and people love them so much and pretty much go on Instagram for them is because they like seeing these bits and pieces of your life that are candid and unfiltered, sort of the behind the scenes. And I think that's a brilliant thing to bring onto reels in a more permanent way that stays on your feed and people can scroll, you know, new people rather than just the 24 hours that story allow. I have to agree with most in that Instagram is not at its best right now. Whether you like photo or video, it's still a mess and the platform definitely has to change. But I just think that change needs to be forward and not backwards. Before I wrap up with my first ever podcast episode, I hope you've enjoyed it so far. I wanted to suggest a few accounts on Instagram if you'd like to be inspired for reels. First one, one of my favourites is Mary Orton. She does fashion with a touch of comedy and she's hilarious. Pretty much everything she talks about she makes me want to buy and she presents it in such a funny and unique way. She's also so feminine and stylish. She's an absolute style icon and yeah you should follow her if you don't. Next up is Tina Lee from Of Leather and Lace. She was and still is a brilliant photographer, but also as reels rolled out, she was already creating mind-blowing reels, which made her page grow exponentially to over half a million followers on Instagram. Next up is Q Mike, and where do I begin to describe him? He's just so creative and always thinks outside the box. He he kind of reminds me of James Bond. He's got that vibe. Then there's Onyi Moss back in the day she had the most aesthetically pleasing feed full of gorgeous photos and she's shifted to reels beautifully. Her reels are so romantic and feminine. I feel I can appreciate her a lot more as a creator through video and that's wonderful. Then there's a few people who I know personally such as my friend Veronica Janist. She's Latina like me and she's grown her Instagram page probably by double or tripled just by posting amazing reels. Her transitions are very very good and 
entertaining. Next is Emma from Swoon Love who has completely nailed fashion video editing. She does this thing where she compares similar looking high street versus luxury garments for the spectator to figure out which is which. It's a fun guessing game and it always gets people commenting. Next is Caroline Circuits who has gained over a hundred thousand followers in less than three months which just blows my mind. She posts workout videos that are very much entertaining. I'm not the biggest fan of exercise yet she inspires me to do it. Imagine that. <laughs> Next, there's my friend Elena at The Style Photographer, also originally a photographer, but is now a Reels coach and she's so good at it and creates such fun videos and helps lots of people create fun videos. Note how many of these creators were originally photographers but have made the leap into video without losing their identity and I'm sure their followers love and admire them now even more than before because of this new side that they get to see. And I think I'll leave it at that for now. I hope that all that I've said today has helped give you new perspective and if you disagree with me in any way regarding any of the points that I've made please do let me know on my socials you can find me as at Tatiana Bellator on Instagram TikTok and YouTube also check out Tatiana Bellator slash comedy that's my comedy page on Instagram where I show all of my characters and alter egos that's a bit of a goofier page I will be pinning the discussion at the top of my page it's the purple box with the white text at the top of my Instagram and TikTok. I am looking forward to hearing your thoughts regarding this subject. We can agree to disagree. I am not trying to force my opinion on you. Don't forget to tune in next week to hear all about my massive social media transition and how I grew a following on TikTok and Reels as well, which most definitely changed me and my life for the better. Love you all. Bye. Bye.